0: Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Matt Morgan, and today we are discussing Monday Night Raw for November 7th, 2016. Matt, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, Pretty decent episode, Uh, you know, middle of the road type of episode, slightly better than middle of the road.
0: Yeah, I didn't feel like there was, uh, (laughs) you know, the the painful, awkward drag-on segments, except for that fan hijack uh, that happened, but I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was. In the middle of the show. Hold on, something's going off here on my end. Okay, there we go. Um, so anyhow, uh, yeah, let's let's just go match by match and talk about the show. So it started, uh, you know, first and foremost with talking about Survivor Series and the team as it's been set now uh, to go down. Now, of course, tonight's show was from Glasgow, Scotland and taped earlier today. Um, so what did you make of the, of the angle of the way they sort of set it up? So we got Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns. Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Um, I mean, any surprises there in that final lineup for you?
1: No, I think this is a, this is, they've done this for years, that, me included. Um, This is how I made my pay per view debut. You, you, you hide the big, impressive looking guy that you hopefully have a future for behind some stalwarts and vets that know what the hell they're doing while they get the rub. So, like, Um, tonight was really good for Braun Strowman. It made him look like a star. made him look extra special. Even in the match at the end, it made him look very, very different and special. That's how he needs to be showcased. Um, This is a perfect – I mean, I'm sure people are like, Braun Strowman, well, this is a perfect match for him. You know what I mean? Um, It's five guys. They got plenty of the other superstars, you know, especially compared to SmackDown. That is a weak-ass team if I've ever seen one. Um,
0: (laughs) Barry Corbin. But that
1: that that sticks it sticks out like a sort of thumb, Baron Cor- Corbin. I hate to say it, I, I just don't see what they see in him. But nonetheless, you answer your question. Is here's my problem: is this is it's this, Glenn? Raw versus SmackDown, there's no stakes. Yeah. Nobody on either raw or smackdown gives a rat you know what about their brand. Because guess what? The brand extension just started months ago. So we're supposed <laughs> to believe in the last 60 days these guys have You know, developed all of this, you know, camaraderie and this let's go SmackDown, no, let's go Raw type of mentality. And they're just going to win for the sake of their show. Hell no. It doesn't fit in any wrestler's context, babyface or heel, why they would care so much for their brand. Not this at this point, two months into the brand extension.
0: Well, it seems like they're trying to give it some stakes. So they did announce for next week, there's going to be a state of the WWE show on the network. We're going to talk about what's happening. They are going to have Daniel and Shane on Monday Night Raw next week, which was also announced. But no, you're right. I mean, I was thinking about it and what this should be. I mean, you know, I know I draw from this well of comparing it to comic books a lot, but this should be like Marvel versus DC, right? The two separate brands coming together, but it's you gotta, too young.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's the fall right there. Yeah. It's way too, it's way too early. Um, they should have just set, separated it. Get raw vs. Raw Guys, Smackdown vs. Smackdown Guys, and bring it back next year, Survivor Series, when there's been some time accrued.
0: Yeah, or I would say go in the other direction and, you know, maybe branch off, I mean, I don't know, I don't think they could branch off the Cruiserweights, but maybe involve NXT, maybe involve you know, something uh, from the indie world. I don't know, do something to make it a little more unique. Because yeah, Raw versus SmackDown with no stakes just kind of feels like, okay, we're all just no. sort of admitting to ourselves that this is all about Brock versus Goldberg. That's really why we're watching Survivor Series. Everything else is just going to be alright, you know?
1: I mean, they tried to, yeah. no, they, my, my, I, I give them credit for trying to make yeah. it seem important, but they can't expect us to I don't expect any fan to emotionally invest in a brand I don't think they ever did by the way even when there was a longer brand extension um, in the beers past and we all see right through it we uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho even even the baby faces even Roman Reigns it should be for money that I can see motivating them a future title shot if you're the last survivor on your team something to that extent that gives it real you know what's the word I'm looking for um stakes
0: yeah yeah, some sort of uh, gravity to the situation where oh. you invested in and any way or perform.
1: Bro, and then Steph, the worst part is Stephanie once again does her one-on-one emasculation <laughs> and basically just big-dogged and big-leagued her top five guys in one fail swoop by saying, you know, you guys are going to be fired. Really? So these guys are such scrubs and jabronis to you, Stephanie, and your brand that you 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 can possibly <laughs> fire them? that that's what they mean to you like it's not funny in no context does that make sense
0: yeah yeah i mean mean, i'll keep
1: behind that
0: Well, and I think that's the thing. So when you look at the the SmackDown lineup, yeah, just the fact that Baron Corbin's in there was just like, oh, oh God, this is, I mean, in fact the the real stakes of all of these matches as they set them up tonight, and we'll we'll go match by match and segment by segment and talk about it, but the stakes that they were setting up is the internal fighting uh, between each team. It's like those storyline stakes are very clearly defined. You know, and we saw that in the Fatal Five way at the end of the night tonight, even further heightening that, by the way, it ended with uh, KO technically pinning Chris Jericho. Um, But we saw that in the women's division, there's going to be internal conflict and the tag team you know the club even saying we will we will stab you in the back or pardon me gallows and anderson saying you know we're yep. gonna stab you in the back the first chance we get i mean they're really laying heavily on the internal strife and drama and uh yeah, you know I what
1: i like that though i, I yeah. like, there's more believability in that at least it's annoying but at least there's more believability in there
0: yeah but the, the, i mean i wonder how they're going to tell it from the smackdown side of the story you know it's like if that's really all we're watching for is just for each team to implode
1: i think this is my prediction um i'm not able to watch too much i don't want to really watch smackdown i wish i did because aj's the champ and i love watching them. but nonetheless i think my prediction is they'll go the whole daniel bryan babyface route the whole nobody thinks we're anything we're the underdogs we're team blue we're supposed to be the b team but we've got a much better show we got much better guys got much better girls let's go out there and show it to them so i could see them trying to do the camaraderie thing around that angle to a degree with daniel bryan rallying the troops but again ain't no one buying it
0: yeah i don't know man you know you give me any underdogs bad news bears angle in a storyline and that for for me always gets me the ragtag group of misfits that pull together and somehow get a victory um, but here's what
1: you do you devalue smackdown by admitting we're the b team
0: yeah no you're absolutely yeah. right there although with baron corbin i don't i really don't know oh. how you <laughs> know
1: how such an anything, eyesore but
0: you know um so yeah so uh it was interesting that that was the opening segment which set the main event for a fatal five-way then mm-hmm. we went into a cruiserweight match and mm-hmm. so here we had rich swan and Sinkara versus uh the brian kendrick uh he is the brian kendrick once again yep, it he looks like. be. and uh debuting uh Noam Dar.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which uh, he is Scottish. Correct. Uh, got a huge pop in Scotland. And sure. uh, I thought what was cool about the match was that it set it up nicely. Immediately, uh, you know, it seems sort of a first a throwaway him being in a tag with Kendrick, but then uh, Kendrick uh, eating the pin and immediately turning it into uh, building a feud between the two with Brian and uh, Noam Dar turning on each other. Um, I really like that end, but I mean, all in all, what did you uh, what did you make of the match in that f- way to introduce
1: What him? feud are you referring to?
0: Uh, the Noam Dar and Brian Kendrick turning on each other. I did not see
1: Kendrick. that as a feud. I well, saw that as a they give. They totally, completely bastardized their Cruiserweight champion, Brian Kendrick, not only for him taking the pin, which is okay in a tag match, I suppose, but also the local hometown guy just to get a freaking pop. They had him put him on his ass, too. It's mm-hmm. you don't do that, that guy's not going to be back. He might be back one more episode. He's only there because they were there, they didn't have to pay for his flight or anything like that. He's already local. I'm telling you, that was all that was, and you that, think that was going off absolutely 1000 <laughs> because there's a million more cruiserweights on their list that I already know that are, are they haven't gotten to yet. You know, what I mean, there's still, they've still got to come back to Davari's brother, um, they've still got to come back to a few guys that are still high up on their likes. I'm not saying they don't like this kid but i'm saying he was just used to whore to the local crowd that's all that was i promise you and it's scary that they bastardized the cruiserweight champ just to do that well so okay
0: so according to this and mm-hmm. this is what i'm basing my information on in the way that you know the internet wrestling community i mm-hmm. follow along on reddit there so i mean he was a part of the cruiserweight classic and yep. then it was announced uh, in August that he was signed to Raw and he was going to be part of the upcoming cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. What I had read tonight, and this could again just be speculation, but that his debut was held for Scotland.
1: It again. absolutely was. But as far yeah. as a stu- babe, uh, what I'm saying to you, as far as a stu- he's just going to, it's going to be like a, like devaris brother was lesser yeah. than if, if, if anything, he'll have tonight's match we're not going to hear anything from him unless it's brian beating his ass and getting his redemption on him not in a, in a throwaway match or something yeah. backstage skirmish but the, the the it's obvious the feud is swan versus brian mm-hmm. that's what so i can going see that as well
0: this. see i was disappointed because i thought with uh with noam i thought we had something a little different we'd have a little diversion they weren't going to immediately just go back into perkins versus kendrick for another rematch they're not
1: yeah they're going to go to swan I'm happy with that as
0: well. Then I'm absolutely happy with that as well. No
1: question. If two guys with charisma, two guys with character, Uh, Rich Swan—if this was the '80s, like, do you watch his facial, his body language? He would be so over. He still can be over now, but like, he could—he would be so over, like like an SD Jones type of role, but with crazy charisma. Yeah.
0: uh it was an interesting crowd tonight but yeah i think uh well that's unfortunate because i think noam dar certainly has you know the most yeah. interesting name in all of the wwe uh, and uh so you're know, you gonna
1: pay play. to watch the name wrestle come on i thought he did
0: a decent job as well I enjoyed Dude, he needs get rid of
1: that there. gut? <laughs> Dude, he needs
0: to be a lot of wrestlers seem to have a problem with that i mean just yeah you're a guy that's in really good shape i mean do you find that that's like the one that some guys just it's genetic I, they just I've... can't get over that
1: I'm one who naturally doesn't have abs. I, yeah. at age 40, finally just got a six pack. <laughs> you know, that's years and years and years of yeah. working out and dieting and figuring out what works. But I have—I don't have any sympathy for a cruiserweight that's not getting his butt in the gym and trying to be, I, you don't have to be big and muscular. Be yeah. lean and athletic looking, at least. And he just, his gut was past his chest. And anytime I see that, I, you lose my suspension of disbelief that you're a real athlete or somebody I should be scared of, <laughs> unless you're a brawler. Kevin Owens can get away with it.
0: Yeah, well, maybe we'll see more of him on Two Hundred Five Live when that launches uh, in a couple weeks, mm. which uh, should be interesting. I don't get, uh, I don't get what they're doing with that. So it's going to be a cruiserweight yeah. dedicated show. It's going to be on the network, but the cruiserweights are still going to be. <sighs> On Raw, I don't know, mixed messaging, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not the first time the WWE has done something like that. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, I always mentioned Sinkara and Rich Swan won that match. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of looks tonight at Goldberg versus Lesnar, yeah. so I guess we can kind of get that out of the way and talk about those segments. What, what did you make of that? I mean, they let Brock talk a lot tonight during those segments.
1: They were good. They're they're what they always are, serviceable. Brock is playing toward his strengths. Um I didn't think much of it, honestly. I'll be honest. I fast forward through half of them. Um, Really? Well, just because it's not going to be anything different than I haven't heard already. You know, it's going to – let me guess. I'm admitting the truth right now. I fast forward through, I would say, honestly, 25% of whatever they played for Brock and Goldberg, okay? Because I don't want to see some stupid video game crap. I want to get to the next match and get through the commercial. Um, That said, I'm going to predict that it was Brock talking about – about his, ki- his family being there to watch him, what he's going to do to him, how he's going to decimate him, how he's going to embarrass him, um, something along those lines. He, was it close to that?
0: Yeah, it was that. I mean, he was pretty harsh about it. You know, don't have your kids watch. They don't wanna see what I'm gonna to do to you. Don't have your mm-hmm. wife watch, you know what I'm gonna to do. To you. But I'll say this though, is that it was really noticeable that they were just letting Brock talk. Because Heyman didn't say a word for uh, I, I, for the majority of the time that was, uh, I mean, there was there were long stretches of Brock just talking. And uh, I thought that was really interesting because I mean, originally that was the reason Heyman was there as the mouthpiece, right? So Brock right. would just sort of sit there and shut up. Um, but no, and Brock sounded good. I mean, I thought, I thought he sounded really good doing that. Obviously it was pre-tapes, but, uh, you know, I enjoyed that aspect of it. And I even like that he talked about, um, you know, when Goldberg got the win on him in uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2004, that, that uh, Brock had other stuff going on at the time. He wasn't really mm-hmm. invested, <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, I thought it was decent, you know. For I mean, look, they, they – with Brock – and you know i know we've talked before about you know my criticism of how he's booked but i feel like they try not that they overbuild these matches but they spend too much time trying to build these matches and going in depth in building these matches the reason why you fast forward it because we hear the same thing again and again yeah i thought this was at least interesting um you know it was probably up there for me with you know the heath slater thing you know the i don't give a crap about your kids, your kids part yeah you know i mean it was just it was it was at least fun and it was brock doing something that wasn't him just standing there nodding and looking menacing while Heyman goes on and on and keeps saying a barack Lesnar," you know uh again and again so points for at least varying it up a little bit Mm. (laughs) uh but no i'm totally with you that uh yeah see i I watch everything live because i'm watching an east coast feed so i don't have the ability to fast forward through anything because i can't dvr it So yeah, so I sit through through the whole thing, man. At best, I half pay attention occasionally, just to see if it makes it more interesting. so we came back uh, from, uh, you know, all those promos. We set up a match between Sami Zayn and Rusev that uh, it was a good segment with Sami Zayn and uh, Stephanie to talk about who was going to go against Dolph yep. Ziggler's Intercontinental Title Challenge mm-hmm. in Survivor Series. Um, but before that, we had the tag team version uh, mm-hmm. of uh, the Survivor Series team. And there we had uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, the Golden Truth. Um, you know, we had uh, – uh, Remember, shining Gallows, stars. Yeah, shining, well, the shining stars weren't out for that. We had Enzo and Cass, and we had Gallows uh-huh. and Anderson, and then the new day came out. Uh, it probably—I uh, I don't even can't even think of the last time they did this much local pandering and doing the Braveheart get up and the thing. But strangely, the crowd seemed into it. You know, who I cares mean, but, what the
1: crowd was into? This was an annoying, annoying segment. I was embarrassed to be a wrestling fan dying <laughs> it in front of myself. Um, I really looked at myself and I said, "Self, are you really watching this shit right now?" Excuse me, the curse words to our sponsors. Um, seriously, I really did say that to myself out loud. Am I yeah. really watching this? Blank.
0: Well, it was weird that Scotland was was into it. I would think they would be sick to death of people doing the Braveheart thing. You know, I don't know. They want anything,
1: well, they're not in Scotland that much. I mean, they're in Scotland, you generally what once or twice a year, yeah. Um, but and they always hit them on their, 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 their England tour loop, um, yeah. Ireland as well. Uh, Scotland's always a stop, Glasgow generally, but nonetheless, it's they're excited to have their name spit out. You know what I mean? Come on. Yeah.
0: So we had the promo off, you know, there with Enzo and Cass, sure. Jameson, Cesaro, everyone getting into it. You know, of course, no one wants to rally behind the New Day as a team, but they all agree to finally. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the segment did go on a little long. Um, you know, I, I, I probably liked it more than you did, but uh, I just thought there were some good one-liners in there. And come on, compared to, remember, like, a month or two ago when the New Day, uh, when the Gallows and Anderson had the guys came out? Dressed as the new day, but old mm-hmm. men remember yes. that. I'll take this tonight, any day of the week, over that. You know,
1: they're different. Yeah, there's there's different layers to this because of the teams <laughs> involved. But this different
0: was, levels of sucking at comedy is what I'm this, trying to say.
1: Yeah, this was. Ugh, I don't even. I, I I honestly I am bothered to even have to talk and give my opinion on it that's how worthless this was for me
0: okay so after that we did have a match between the new day versus gallows and anderson um complete with biggie spanking one of them at one point in the match which i thought just oh remember mm. remember when it was gonna be the you know the bullet club is coming to wwe we're gonna have these badasses here it's really this take is 10, when you're supposed to, to step
1: up glenn and tell them guys what the freak are we doing um yeah. what's his name uh, um uh, come on, what's wrong with me? Gallows ain't going to do it because this is his second one back there. You know He's probably yeah. trying to walk the fine line and keep a damn job and do what he's got to do and do it to the best of his ability. Same like when I did my stuttering character, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, you just do what you're told and try to do it to the best even though you know it's garbage. But Anderson, or somebody, somebody's somebody got to step up for them and say what the freak are we doing here? Like this is not who we are or this is not who they are. And, and stop this. Nonsense. Okay, this is the one tag team you guys had on your roster, whether they win or lose. You still can make them look strong and look like badasses. You need badasses on the roster and they completely continuously keep messing it up and emasculating them. It's so frustrating.
0: Well, I think that's the problem. We talked about this before. It's like you can't be the only badass team on the roster because who are you going to compete with? You know, I mean, you're But, that, get- but nowadays, of-
1: that's almost your shtick, Glenn. That's almost, yeah. what, you know, I, I don't want to say it's your character, but because everybody's so much wanting to entertain and de- 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 be these juggling circus clowns... <laughs> It's it's, it's it's something different. It's a breath of fresh air for somebody who doesn't like that garbage. If they want to be a variety show, then be a variety show. Those guys being the badasses and continuing to be the badasses makes it a variety show because it's different. Everyone, yeah. Otherwise, they're blending into everybody else doing the comedy gimmick, and nobody stands out. Nobody gets over it because they're all doing bad comedy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think if the Dudleys were still there or, you know, if they had American Alpha or the Usos or even the Ascension, the Ascension is hokey as hell. But at Ugh. least with that, I mean, but you know what I mean, though? It's like they could go out and do a competent, straightforward match with the Ascension mm-hmm. without having mm-hmm. shenanigans be an element of it is what I'm trying to say. You know, I feel like they're always getting drawn into shenanigans and probably because Gals and Anderson have tried their hand at humor. That's probably why they go along with it is because they have a sense of humor, but that's not their character. Mm. or not who they are trying to make their character. I don't know. We had another uh, tag match after that, so the Golden Truth did lose their spot. They won one by the Shining Stars. Um, I'll just say this. I was impressed when they showed a close-up of the timeshare brochure that they actually made a legit brochure that has info yeah, on the front that. and back that they handed yeah. out. Uh, and I, I argued with my wife about why this is funny to me now.
1: <laughs> because a- no one
0: does timeshare humor anymore. It's like it's like
1: if oh, people Lord.
0: were upset at the shining stars because you know they were they were trying to cook a souffle and the shining stars made a loud noise and oh my god their souffle collapsed. It's that antiquated of humor. That's what I like about
1: it. Folks, you're getting your humor gauge get brought to you <laughs> by Mister Theater himself. <laughs>
0: Theater thank you uh i'm just saying it's like i like when something is really hokey you know like a hokey throwback it's to me it's it's just we don't see that a lot we don't see timeshare humor anymore um humor we anymore. don't timeshare dude you're the same age i am remember when we were growing this, up in the tv and movies it was always like oh my god I, you know i bought a timeshare it was timeshares were always a joke really yeah I'm i like, thought
1: you were just making this up to be funny you know this is a real thing.
0: Yeah. So the husband would come home and go like, honey, I've got a big surprise for you. I just got us shares and a timeshare. It was always a big thing or they'd show up at the timeshare and they got the time wrong. So they, they were there when another family was there. This was Weird. the plot to like every eighth sitcom episode in the 1980s.
1: How in the hell did I miss all this? I watched timeshare tomorrow.
0: and soufflés and quicksand. Now, it's the 80s in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, you had all your suspense right there. Uh,
1: but I'm just saying, so I like It was time. never on Different Strokes. It was never on the, i never seen it on the Brady, Brady Bunches older. Um, I never saw it on those shows. Okay. I bet you Three's Different at least
0: had a Souffle episode. I think Three's, Three's Company, Company which did is have about a timeshare right episode. Three's Company, my favorite sitcom perhaps of all time. I'm pretty sure I had a timeshare episode. Jack Tripper
1: is the best seller of all time.
0: Yes, I agree. Best
1: body language, best pantomimer of all time. We can agree upon that. She'd be Uh, such a good baby face.
0: Rest in peace, John Ritter. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Okay. So moving on. uh, Yeah. The shining stars beat the golden truth in the least essential match of the evening, perhaps. Um, But then let's talk about this women's segment. This was interesting. So we had Mm -hmm. them announce the team uh, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, Charlotte or Charlotte flair as she's now officially billed as Bailey and then Charlotte bringing out Dana Brooke um, Of course, Sasha comes out because she's gonna be on the team and they had a three-on-three match What did you make of the crowd just completely hijacking it with the <sighs> and then Bailey like couldn't even get them to, yeah. to Get back on track.
1: I don't know because I love Bailey. I want her to get over I want her to get her just do because she's worked so hard and is organically crazy mad over And the WWE writing team has managed to screw that up. With all of that, tonight I was happy because even though they hijacked the show and I'm not a fan of that, not when they're talking over, especially the person they're being a fan of, you know, Um, it usually pisses me off. But it definitely sends a message to the office. I don't give a crap where they are. To get that kind of response for that long, it says something at least, um, that she's a little bit more important than the way you guys have been booking her. You know, we still we still love this girl. She's crazy. You know, whatever. Um, but nonetheless, it, it it got me a little frustrated though. When you're like you said, when she's trying to talk and she couldn't, because you know sometimes you just got to talk over them. I hate to say that because it's not what we're taught to do. We're taught to digest the audience when they're when they're when they're popping on something like that. Which Stephanie McMahon, let me say for the record, all you fans out there tonight, when the show opened tonight, Stephanie McMahon literally stepped on a, a, an audience pop when they were cheering. I forget what they were cheering for. Go back and watch it. And she literally made a face at them, not in a heel way, but in a way like, come on, can we get this crap over with already? Like, yeah. oh, my God, Vince could oh, – oh, God, that's such a no-no. But back to this, like you talk, you, you, you don't want to talk over the, the them doing this, the, the fans going cheering for something. That's what these storylines are all to get to, is to get to those chants and those cheers or those boos, the, the emotion from the crowd, right? So they're giving you the emotion. You just gotta sit back, shut up, and let it go. But then you're like, you're on a what? Three hour show? That yeah. segment was going crazy long. I was wondering what it was gonna do to the other sh- the matches on the night, and it's why I think that may have ended up starting so late. Mm. But um, that easily went two or three minutes past what it should have. I guarantee yeah. it. Charlotte wasted another minute trying to figure, trying to get her heat, try to do her best. Still didn't work. So they kept cheering she should have started wooing Is what she should have done i was yelling at my tv just friggin woo they'll shut up and do that instead yeah um but nonetheless happy for bailey personally because you know it makes her look oh, like yeah. a star and, and and pro as pro can get sasha banks was able to shut him up
0: yeah and i think that's just what they wanted was was even more you know because Bailey did the acknowledgement at first offhand now that chant only seems to really happen when they're in the U.K., uh, which –
1: NXT, that's it.
0: Well, that's – and part of it is also I – mean, I don't know. U.S. audiences now, the song that they're referencing, you know, that song originally came out in the late 50s, that Hey Baby song. Right, why did why
1: they sing that to her, though? Why? Because
0: it was a big, huge hit in right. – uh, I guess like 10 years ago, so some DJ did a remix mm-hmm. version of it, and that's where that ooh-ah in the middle part comes in. That was only in the remix. And that was a yeah. huge hit in the U.K., and I guess it caught on like uh, you know in soccer. Stadium chance uh, for okay. whatever reason. If someone's last name is similar enough, and so instead of "Hey baby, Hey Bailey," they started doing it. She uh-huh. responded to it because it really only happened uh, the first time on the NXT UK tour. and Oh, and- really? The- that was the first time. Tour. Well, yeah, uh, it never I happened in the it US. Was
1: in- okay, I don't it know is- why I thought it was in NXT. Sorry.
0: No, 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 it wasn't NXT. Is
1: what I'm saying. Not, not the Takeover, in the but in the States and Florida. I mean, sorry.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying it did happen at NXT in, uh, yeah, it did happen uh, before Takeover, the first UK tour. That wasn't like a full sale chant or anything.
1: That's what I'm saying. I thought yeah. it was. <laughs>
0: Same thing okay. in the Enzo Amore one. You know where they do the Seven Nation Army? Yes. Yeah, yes. that's the UK yes. one. Because they do that for a soccer player yes. in the UK. Same thing. Um, they're just, I mean, that's, I guess, the main long and the short of this. If you ever could put think full-sale crowds are bad, European crowds <laughs> are, are like, so just over the top.
1: I liked working with them, dude. Even, like, when yeah. I was first coming up and they do the, what was it, who are you chant? And I didn't understand my first two years what the hell that even was. I didn't know what the hell they were saying. Um, but, like, which is basically, hey, you're a jobber. You yeah. know what I mean, chant, if, if you will. Even that, like, like. I like them. I, I liked all the react. They're so passionate. They really, really are, especially in Ireland. Ooh, Ireland's hot. Ireland and England.
0: Yeah. See, I would think that would be great just as a performer. I mean, just to, be yes. there, to have that sort of energy, especially compared to the U S where it's just very, so much city, by city. Cause like you said, they know they only get it once or twice a year. Yeah. And it's just a chance to go crazy with it.
1: Right. Yeah, it's cool. I, I like it. I've always appreciated that.
0: Yeah, so what would you think of the three-on-three match that they had, aside from um, Nia Jax's sc- – what was with the screeching Nia Jax was doing?
1: <laughs> what was with her friggin' pantsuit she was basically wearing well, again? <laughs> uh, some serious – can I say camel toe on this? Yeah. Uh, some serious, serious camel toe. I'm talking – I'm not going to get into measurements. Um, Nonetheless, she looked like a beast, though. Yeah. With, with all this stuff going on. Um, Dude, and I will give props right now to someone who I usually don't because you like her, and I told you, man, she's pastor, Alicia Fox. The bridge, dude, that bridge she did on Charlotte was amazing. <laughs> Everything she did tonight yeah. was amazing. Her selling, um, it, watch her when, when I watched it in slow mo to watch how they you know she did the Beale, uh, Nia Jax with Alicia Fox in the corner, you know by the hair, yeah. And she chucked her. I was watching to see where Alicia took off from with the jump. And she didn't really jump that hard. What she did was really grab on tight to, um, um, come on, Nia Jax's forearms and, and just allow herself to be tossed. Like, like that, that was brave as hell. And just her everything else in the match, of selling, her offense, she looked quick as hell. When she first got tagged in and ducked um, Nia, uh, I'm sorry, Jax's clothesline, she just looked really, really good and very ready. And you know what? She's a former champion. And you forget that because of how they booked her not booked her i should say for so many years um recently so you know what that's a, that ended up being a good surprise i think yeah. that's gonna you know she's gonna surprise some people
0: no i thought that you know she did good in the match i thought it was a good match overall you know i like that bailey won it, <laughs> it and uh, i thought it ending I, I thought it was it was good for the amount of time i just wish that yeah that build-up took forever to get going <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah, and they came from, 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 from commercial break and they already had started, which you knew was going to happen because they went over with yeah. the promos. They hit Bailey crap. I love that Bailey went over here.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, she's, they got to, they, they really have to put her into just a yes. prime storyline right now. Like Char- Charlotte and Sasha can take back seat for a couple weeks.
1: Do you get annoyed by her? Like, I love Bailey. I think I've made yeah. that abundantly clear. Um, as a fan, um, but does she annoy you ever? Like, like when she got in the ring and like hugged Michael Cole, and she makes these faces, her facial she makes like when she's done doing something uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. It kind of annoys me though, and and she needs to stop it. I don't know what it is. She's she's just so charismatic. I, maybe it's, I don't maybe know.
0: Maybe it's a bigger, I mean, she's literally on a bigger stage now, a bigger venue. I think when you're doing stuff at Full Sail and it's more, I mean, you can do that. She could go down there, you know, hug three kids in the crowd, give some high fives, go into the ring and own it. Cool. And bam, she goes into a match, but now she's in arenas. Now she's got more space. She's got more room. She maybe feels the need to fill that a little more, you know, even, even in how she's selling and going a little bigger. maybe
1: Could be, could you know, be, I, I mean, at those. least it's something there's no question. She's got charisma for days.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I'm really happy with everything except just how they've booked her on the main roster. You know, I think yes. like, she's doing the best she can. Look, she's not the best talker on the mic, Ooh. you know, not day after day, night after night. But I think when she's comfortable and she has good material she knocks it out of the park and when they give her you know tonight you could tell she was rattled a little bit during that promo because yeah mm-hmm. um, that's that. i mean like you said you know they teach you like to sort of digest it but you're thinking hey we're on tv we got to keep it moving on yes. that's not a comfortable situation to be in and mm. normally she has very good command of the crowd and i can't imagine something scarier i mean bombing is one thing but god how scary must it be to not have a control of a crowd that is uncontrollably loving you.
1: <laughs> like, she she had a really good line in there Glenn do you remember yeah. what it was when she when, when she tried to get them to stop what was it when she's like I'm really excited that you, I'll be your girl and I'm yeah. really excited but, I'm really, but I really want to tell you what I'm really excited about <laughs> I popped huge for that and they, just, yeah. they, they still didn't bite I was like that yeah. was a good attempt though
0: oh no totally and that was the thing I was like and I was just I was like please don't let her try again with the like hey guys guys but I really want to talk about because anytime you hear that it's just <laughs> that yeah it's just it kind of it's shoehorning it right is it's like you don't have a segue and you're just trying yeah it's just, I don't know uh it's, it, a, but, it,
1: it, it's a wink it's a total kayfabe wink to the audience like guys yeah. I got a storyline to figure to, to to finish out here please shut up and let me do my job
0: yeah man. let me get to the next thing um yeah. but no but you know I was happy with that match uh overall I mean the segment yeah it was just that was one of those like oh my god this totally happened, oh, sort of thing oh
1: I'm sorry, Glenn, because we're gonna yep. forget to say this, and I need to yep. say it now. Dana Brooke, what the freak is she doing? <laughs> Did you see it again tonight? <laughs> she under- doesn't. She's not, tonight? She's I, try fr- not to I tonight. feel like such a heel here because I don't like talking bad about her. She's someone I'm friends with. Yeah. Um. Like legit friends with. But but Dana, come on. She's picking. She's picking girls up, which you learn in wrestling one on one. You pick them up, and sometimes you can spin around in a circle to get the guy ready to know that they're about to be thrown through the ropes, right? But mm-hmm. you let the baby face lead you generally, like like where they want to go out usually. I've always done it that way. Um, anyways, she goes around like in two circles as she's taking her and trying to spin her and throw her through the ropes and like dumps her, just like chucks her into like the rope, the bottom rope at that. And then when a Nia, J- Nia Jax comes over, whoever blasts um, – come on. I just said her name. Alicia. No, the, the, the little uh, – um, the girl we're yeah. talking about. No, the heel.
0: Dana. Oh, sorry, Naya. Dana. Dana, sorry.
1: She takes she takes, I believe, Dana or something like that and throws her out. Maybe it was Alicia. I don't know who. Yeah, she Alicia throws Dana, Dana out and Dana steps right on Bailey's face.
0: Yeah.
1: Being thrown through the rope. She's just unsafe as hell. And I don't know what the hell's going on because she is a stud athlete. I don't get it.
0: Now, I mean, in her defense, is it harder to choreograph a match like that where you've got all I mean, then they had a lot of these no. tonight, right? When because you're I mean, thrown
1: through the ropes, Glenn, there is nothing more elementary, dude. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You practice it over millions of times. And, like, in wrestling school, you're like, come on. Let's go into the next thing already. This shit's boring. I've done okay. this a million times. I can do it. What I'm saying is how hard is the choreography
0: when you're doing one of these matches or, like, the Fatal Five way that closes the show where you have to yeah. do a lot of coordinated, you know, a does something to very. B, C does something to D, and you have stuff crossing over and intersecting.
1: V- very. But yeah. that's why you you got to be super tight with your fundamentals. There yeah. is no excuse for mess up on fundamentals. Where, where she would mess up with what you're talking about mm-hmm. would be uh, where the false finishes start stacking on one another. Maybe she forgets where they're at. Sometimes you blank and you forget where you're at in the match. you got to ask your guy out there, like, where the hell are we? I've done that. <laughs> yeah. It's happened. And um, you ask the ref if you can't get to the guy. Uh, in time if there's a double down or something like that use the ref to go really a message like hey I'm lost what the hell are we and then you just shut up and listen to your opponent lead you through the rest of the match but that's not the excuse she couldn't be thrown through the damn ropes proper like she didn't know how to go through the ropes right nor throw somebody else through them I can't begin to explain to you how basic this shit is
0: well and as a result of tonight it looks like she will not be on the Survivor Series five on five team going up against Smackdown shocker yeah. Um but so let's talk about this though. So uh Sami Zayn versus Rusev. Uh what did you what did you make of that? Uh with Sami Zayn uh beating rusev uh getting the new number one contender loved for it. the IC loved title. I loved
1: it. Yeah. Loved. I was worried,
0: really worried there.
1: I wasn't because they gave him Mike they gave him footage, they gave him backstage interaction with Stephanie. Yeah, And I was like, they're not going to waste this on him without Rusev coming in. If Rusev came in and blasted him from behind during that segment, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this was to get Rusev over as a monster. This has nothing to do with giving this kid screen time with Stephanie because in their own weird world of reality, they think anybody with screen time with Stephanie McMahon is getting the rub, brother. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's the kiss of death.
0: Yeah. No, I really hope Sammy well. gets, the, gets the belt from Dolph at Survivor oh, Even love, if he doesn't, I, though, it'll be a great match.
1: It's going to be such a good match. I actually… Right now, that is the match I'm going to look forward to the most as of right this minute. Yeah. More well, than I'm Brock and Goldberg even, and I love both those guys, but I want to see that uh, intercontinental match.
0: Well, especially with Sammy. I mean, I just he he's so good every time. Yeah. Every time in the ring. You know, it's like he a is. never board. He always uh, impresses me, surprises mm-hmm. me. There's always something there. So him and Dolph, and Dolph has been on a streak lately. So, I mean, you're not watching SmackDown, but I think Dolph is – Really uh, been doing some good work lately. So I think that would be a really good match.
1: This is like, I would throw Bobby Roode into this uh, TNA heavyweight champion Bobby Roode era, I would say, Um, in a three way Bobby Roode versus, I've always wanted him versus um, Dolph. I'd pay to see that. But now I'd throw in what's his name? Um, Sami Zayn and have a three. Like these are the three best, in my opinion, selling heels I've ever, like we've seen. Except for Zayn um, that we've seen. Dolph is a phenomenal selling heel, even though he's a face now. But his body language, how he bumps, how he feeds—he's an amazing seller. And he's going against Sami Zayn, who's an amazing seller. It's going to be a hell of a match.
0: Yeah, no, no, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm really
1: looking cheap sure. plug to bring Bobby Roode up. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> at that point, what is does NXT? I mean, really, I know I was at. What does NXT have left at that point? I mean, it's really. Yeah,
1: uh, we've been saying that for a year though, and they've been funding the- them
0: before the draft man i mean they were they still had and now i mean like i've i've got like three up ep- i'm three or four episodes behind on nxt now i didn't even imagine that six months ago you know what
1: you're touche you're right I, I i've i've missed a few episodes too which i never would have you're right you're right i still and love it's it it's still fallen out of
0: the top 10 of the most most watched stuff on the network so it's it not is? just
1: us yeah wow because-
0: Shinsuke, I mean look, Shinsuke is great, man, and Bobby Root is great, but I mean think about every I mean everyone that you would have been tuning in to watch six months ago is now on Raw or SmackDown. You Do know? you think
1: like I mean was Finn that big of a draw? I love Finn, but was he Finn the was real?
0: Finn Bailey? Um yeah, I mean even oh the uh,
1: girls duh yeah,
0: I mean all the the women the women yeah, the four horse
1: um, woman and yeah. what's his name and uh, Kevin K O even for when he was there and zane
0: well, they've been gone for a while, but I mean, but even uh, six months ago, well, right after WrestleMania, Enzo and Cass left, but you know, you had American Alpha still. Um, I just don't think they've filled a lot of those slots yet. And the women's division, Ember Moon, I think is really good, but I mean, look, I I think uh, Liv Morgan is has a lot of potential. I think she's great in the ring, but man, when they put her on the mic—that was the last episode I watched. The first uh, time they yeah, let her on the promo, and it was
1: like,
0: that's Enzo's girl, man. And it's—I was just, I had really high expectations for what she could well,
1: do. You guys know good. that. That's my sister, right?
0: Liv? Liv's your sister. Oh, no. I'm not now, supposed to be talking I, about that. Of course that. I I'm know joking. that because her real name is Jonna Dadio, which is so much cooler than Liv Morgan. Wait, How what does is it? Happen?
1: Don't ever, first of all, don't ever shit on my last name. I'm first and sorry. First. No,
0: no, 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 no. I'm just
1: saying. I'm her real name Second is, of all, what, Jonna what,
0: what, Dadio. And people would chant at yeah, that the cool. NXT House shows, let's go Dadio. Like it just worked, right? She's a girl from Jersey. Yeah. It was a good yeah. gimmick. And they changed That's to Liv Morgan, Jersey. and it's just kind of, uh eh that's such
1: a tna name to give somebody tna would give the worst names ever well let me ask you this yeah you said she's with enzio like that's his girlfriend or something or?
0: that's my understanding of it he brought her in she worked uh, at the hooters he managed in hackensack it was hackensack. he managed he the hooters he managed the hooters <laughs> she worked there and then when enzo started coming up he recommended her and got her a tryout and that's i awesome. believe uh, based on like instagram i believe they're together that's what i've seen online that everyone says
1: sources say from sources his, his say. sources are instagram folks
0: yeah um they it made the rounds again because they have couples halloween costumes
1: can we talk about how vascular my quadriceps look right now you guys Dude, you really are see. looking
0: just incredibly cut i
1: wish we could show you guys this right now Everyone that says I, I don't have legs, you should see how freaking ridiculously shredded my legs are right now.
0: But I like. Well, guess. you post on your Instagram, man. I'm sure you know, you've got lots of followers there. I just post like lame vacation photos. Like you're posting how cut you are, man.
1: You know? I'm 40. I got to do it while I can, yeah. bro.
0: If I was in the shape you were, in, I would never wear a shirt. I would just,
1: like, you know, I don't care if
0: it's the middle of winter top <laughs> uh, yeah, but so this thing with NXT is it's just there's they haven't filled the voids yet. And I think they will mm. eventually, but you know, um, I describe it on the SmackDown podcast. It's like those off years that SNL had. Like, it was
1: like <laughs> Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where it was like, I'm tuning in to watch Eddie Murphy, and yeah, Joe Piscopo's okay, and then there's nothing else.
1: <laughs> Joe Piscopo's okay, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like that, and Shinsuke, I mean, Shinsuke and Joe, I mean, they're great, you know, Samoa Joe. Do you, think, Joe, but, do you uh, think
1: the disconnect, because Joe has a huge following. I don't believe yeah. Joe's a part of the problem. No, I think no, no. he's some remnants of why people have stuck around NXT. But, like, like really quick, Nakamura, yeah. do you think it's because he he, he he talks the way he talks? It's not clear English? Do you think there's a disconnect?
0: No, I think people love him still because of that. But I'll tell you, here's what's changed, though, and this is what I found, is what, I, if you asked me a year ago, what's why is NXT so mm-hmm. great? Because you could tune in each week, and see wrestlers that you love, but you're not seeing the same wrestlers that you love every single week. And in That's the, true. you know, after TakeOver yeah. Dallas, you were yeah. seeing Nakamura. If it wasn't Nakamura wrestling, Nakamura's gonna address the crowd. Shimojo's wrestling, Shimojo's coming out and right. talking to the crowd, arguing with Regal. You know, you need to, I. you need to, they had an, an embarrassment of riches. That's true,
1: though. You know? No, you're right. Sometimes we'd go like an episode or two without seeing Charlotte. We'd see like a backstage pre tape of her, maybe. Yeah, and then like we went to a wrestle for like a, week, like a couple of weeks.
0: It kept it special.
1: Yeah, and, they did.
0: And that's the thing. So I think they've just lost their universe. I mean, TM 61 I think are great, but they're not American that, Alpha. I mean, the authors of Pain. Dude, I mean,
1: oh I get God. what they are,
0: but they yeah. But that's the thing. It's they're like just you, two
1: big fat guys.
0: Yeah, it's just not. It's not compelling. You know, it's it's just not what it was. And and same thing by the way, Dash and Dawson, who I think are fantastic heels. Yeah, but they need quality faces to play off of you know and gargano and Ciampa are good they're probably mm-hmm. the best i think they're the best because outside of the ring they can do something compelling you know they yeah. can tell a storyline at tm One, yeah. not so much at least as far as we've seen i've heard is good but i haven't seen their debut yet that
1: you haven't seen sanity yet um no tm6 like tm61 TM TM yeah the, watch last week's episode yeah. of nxt when you get a chance like the one guy i forget his name which was one of the two he is he had a singles match versus mm. um what's his name the dude who just got uh roddy mm-hmm. uh roger strong and that kid from tm61 was with him every step of that match he is good and he actually has break mark my words right here folks that dude whoever his name is has breakout single star ability he does cool. potential
0: well I'm gonna binge watch a bunch of episodes probably this weekend so I will catch up on it then I look forward to it um but let's let's finish off mm-hmm. raw from tonight and just talk about this fatal five way that mm-hmm. happened uh, so we had Rollins versus Strowman versus Jericho versus Owens versus Roman Reigns. Um, lots of choreographed overlapping action, like we we're talking about earlier, especially yeah. at the finish. And uh, the interesting wrinkle being that Kevin Owens won, but in such a way where Rollins knocked out Jericho and then Reigns did a Superman punch on Owens. So Owens fell on Jericho, technically winning, uh, you know, making it look like a pin. Um, I mean, what did you think of the match overall and sort of the, how maybe this is where they're setting up more of the cracks in the perfect. Position? Taking forever
1: to get to this. I'm sorry. Perfect.
0: Recapping, it takes a minute. Dude,
1: I can't talk. I'm Chatty Cathy, way worse than you are. (laughs) So I can't talk shit to you. Um, real quick, that dude, he that was awesome. Like the 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 the, the finish I'm talking about. The the like if we were going over this and and the and the agent said this to me, I'm like, this is gonna look like bleep at the end. There's no way it's gonna it's gonna look hokey. It's gonna look Keystone Cops. It's gonna look so campy, and. I watched it on slow, on slow motion. Kevin Owens is so damn talented and way more athletic than people give himself give him credit for. It. I'm, I'm, I know it sounds like I'm overblown this out of proportion, but it's what he did was not easy. Oh man, he just took a punch and fell on his guy. He fell on him. It didn't look like I didn't see him falling on Chris. I did not see that coming. I just saw him taking the punch and about to bump. Oh, oh my god, he just bumped on Jericho. You know, like that's how I saw that. And I was, that was impressive as hell. I thought it was good. And it was another one that was bam, 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 bam. I loved I love at the end of matches. All, everyone hitting the finisher one after the other. I like when they layer on them like that.
0: No, and that's funny you mentioned the, the Keystone Cops thing. I mean, I actually absolutely agree that, I mean, the way you have to choreograph that, it's like you're doing silent era comedy. Yeah. To do that correctly, it's like Buster Keaton. You have to get those moves precise or else it's going to look really stupid and hokey. Yeah. You know? If you could tell where he's, like, trying to look where he's going while looking like he's yeah. kind of out, you know? Yeah, so I have to – Yeah, definite props for that. Um, I like that a kendo stick made an appearance at one point. I out of left field, that. but yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> and that made me – I was going to ask you, okay, so, so legit of all the weapons that get thrown into these no-DQ matches, which ones hurt the worst to get hit with and which ones are the best to get hit with?
1: Chair hurts the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially being waffled over the back or back when we were stupid and not putting our hands up which still makes no sense You would always do that as a reactionary measure just in real life. You would do that. Yeah, but nonetheless we're stupid. Um um, Kendall stick just stings like a bee it stings like a mother Fletcher it Mm. does but not more than a chair does I don't think um table I don't want to make it sound like it's something easy to do, but maybe because I'm heavy, mm-hmm. I always liked that. I thought it kind of broke the fall for me, if anything. I remember being terrified my first time going through it. I know I was about to eat a 3D on a house show, mm-hmm. WWE doing a dark match, and I was terrified. Like, like what happens if the table doesn't break, I was thinking? Or is this going to kill? I, being a total, like, wuss about it in my head. And when I went through it, I remember thinking, holy bleep, this was not – that was nothing. Like, yeah. And I, I don't – so like the table being powerbombed through it different story that is not that doesn't feel good missing a leg drop through a table I screwed up my whole L5 my l5s1 and had a shot had a zipper right up my spine because of that landed on the outside right through a table the guy rolled out of the way but I went through the table the leg drop that killed my spine so I mean the chair I, I, my opinion the chair,
0: Gotcha. Yeah, Braun tonight. That was interesting. I mean, uh, Rollins was hitting him pretty fast with those whacks with that Kendo stick. I mean, you could hear it thumping, and that's what I was thinking. Because I was like, God, it must be. Because you could tell that it was sort of hollow. So I was like, God, it must be like a hippo with a wiffle ball bat. But I was like, No, wait. That hurts a lot getting hit with a wiffle ball bat.
1: Stings like it does things like like you get annoyed with it it's like getting a tat. it's not like a tattoo but like if you ever got a tattoo it's like a, it's more annoyance than it is pain
0: gotcha no i've never had a tat because i'm, I'm a huge wuss as we've established in previous podcasts
1: <laughs> but yeah the theater the, on it
0: yes the theater uh the theater. <laughs> of which i went to a lot of when in new york it was interesting uh but so yeah man so all in all as you said at the outset of the show uh and above slightly above average raw right i believe yeah
1: i I, I, we always give them seven seven and a half when I really like it I give it a good eight, eight eight and a half um I gotta go six and a half
0: yeah yeah I thought you
1: know?
0: all in all tonight I thought it moved I you know they, they didn't the the fact that the women's segment went long I mean again the uniqueness of that but I mean there weren't any real bomb segments except for you know the Shining Stars and Golden Truth was probably the, the oh my
1: god thing. I can't believe that was on Monday Night Raw
0: I know. And again, you know, I don't have it in front of me, but I would love to know what they taped for superstars and main event this
1: week. Cause you know, what's, yes. what's, what's all hands were on deck tonight. I know. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, probably a Bo Dallas, hey, you know, I
1: was gonna say Bo Dallas and who was, what is, I'm getting old folks. I apologize with my name blatant missing people's names. Um, I sound like Russo. Um, who was a little cruiserweight guy. Hey bro, who's a little cruiserweight uh, Rich guy? Swan in Sincaro? Oh, tonight? that he's been there for a while. He wears a cape out.
0: Oh, um, I know who you're talking about, but I can't remember. Tony, not Tony Nice.
1: No, he's from the he's from the he, he's from overseas originally. He's yeah. been up there for a while now. He's not in the cruiserweight division, but he is a cruiserweight. He does like a 450 off the top rope for his finish. Come he's on, he's searched. he's been up on the roster now for about a year and a half a now from NXT. He was the NXT champion. He's oh, an wait. NXT oh, champion. Neville.
0: Neville. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were being. Is he? Is he hurt? I No, I, he came back from an injury a while ago and they've right. criminally misused him since then. Um,
1: That's who will be on this week.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: That's a shame.
0: Uh, I, know, I know. Neville's great, man. I love, love watching him. I wish they would do more with him. Uh, now, there's
1: a cruiserweight who goes to the damn gym, folks. He oh, looks Neville's like an tough. athlete.
0: Yeah. God, it's so, it's so weird with the cruiser. – they're doing the Cruiserweight show, the 205 live show. I mean just – I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking with that. Do you
1: think it's a give up? Like, like hey, we tried them on Monday Night Raw. It didn't work, so we're going to have our own developed show for it because we know there's an audience for it, folks. So we're just going to give our, our own show for the Cruiserweights. No longer on Monday Night Raw.
0: I think it's them admitting that they can't do it full justice on Monday Night Raw. And maybe they'll do it as, you know, Mm. maybe they'll keep it going in its current way. But, the Cruiserweight Classic, I guarantee you, like, we're talking about NXT falling out of the top-down ratings. I guarantee you, Cruiserweight Classic, they're looking at the numbers from that. They're already talking about doing um, a women's tournament next year using the same style.
1: I've seen Angelina Love put out a tweet saying she'd like to throw her name in the hat. And WWE, need to get all over that, like, flies on you-know-what. And I think that's addition. the thing.
0: I think with the network, they know that they can do these uh, very, you know, genre, the the subgenres within wrestling. They can do those shows and there's a market for them and they're doing good numbers. I mean, Lucha Underground for all the hype it gets. I mean, the El Ray network is on a teensy tiny fraction of cable systems right. in the United States. You know, and NXT can do, you know, I think the last time they gave specific numbers, um, I think it was doing, you know, close to, uh, you know, in the high hundreds of thousands per episode on the network and they're cheap mm-hmm. to produce.
1: Well how did you know about the Cruiserweight being successful? Like how do they judge that?
0: Oh, just they do a they there's a ranking of uh I can't most watched or something. This, yeah, most watched on the network because I think it was um oh what's his face uh
1: Do we trust that? Cuz it's coming from them?
0: No, we 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 get everything, you know. Everything is uh grain of salt, right? But okay. uh, there is a ranking um I think maybe it was Alvarez or uh I can't remember who was talking about that. I don't know. There was an article. I read Reddit, man. A lot of stuff gets linked on Reddit. And Wrestling also, is on Reddit? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Really? There's Squ- Squared Circle. The Squared Circle subreddit. Dude, you totally should uh, go on there. You should do an ask me anything on there uh, if you ever feel like it one day. Uh it's it's a great community. Uh, Squared Circle on Reddit. Okay. You know, but what's cool, what I like about it is that when you know I'm watching Raw live or SmackDown live or you know just browsing it one you can watch and comment along with people when it's going on, but then in addition to that, it's just nice during the week that in addition to wrestling inc, I go there just to get this aggregate of if a wrestler said something interesting on Twitter, you know, it just different things get mentioned there. So okay. you know, like if Meltzer has something in an interesting episode, I know to check it out. If Jericho is a good podcast guest, you know, I know to check it out. It's just one of those things I check in with every day, you know? Yeah. I keep on top of things. Um but This is good, man. So uh, next week after Raw, they're doing a state of WWE, which should be interesting. As mentioned earlier, Shane and Daniel Bryan are going to be on Raw next week, which uh, it's just so soon, man. Like, it's not. It's two months. Yes. You know? And exactly. already they're just uh, stepping all over it. So uh, we'll see. Tomorrow night is going to be probably the least watched SmackDown of the year or in the top three least watched SmackDowns of the year. I'll be curious how they counter program with that
1: because of the election
0: yeah yeah I, I mean right outside of sports and uh an award show i mean to, actually on tuesdays no there's not. i mean there's not really a lot of competition on tuesday so no i think this is going to be like one of the big and i know the week of the debates raw and smackdown
1: how, how, you work for the internet you know, one of, you know the top of <laughs> internet wrestling sites it is wrestling Inc. is definitely yeah. one of the tops um let me ask you a question if not the top um how is it maybe you know this how is AJ Styles doing right now as the champion on Smackdown is it perceived as successful
0: I don't know what the behind the scenes gossip is but it seems like they're keeping him locked in with Dean you know that's that's the uh the feud that's happening Ellsworth has been a proxy for that in being involved with it
1: I don't get uh, that at all I mean I do get the babyface out of nowhere crap that that picks you know that the universe you know gets in tune with and gets behind but we all know it's kind of just a waste it's going to be a waste of t- like two months from now no one's going to remember this
0: i don't know the internet with memes it, but you're right in the sense that it's, it's either normally has very little shelf life or strangely it just goes on and on forever um see zach
1: gowan yeah, Gowen, yeah way more of a push than this kid did.
0: that's still one of the ones when i tell people about that they really don't believe me that that actually happened
1: that Brock Leg- Lesnar beat up a one legged man,
0: yeah. Just the fact it that there was a the one stairs? legged wrestler in the WWE, you know. I mean, no, it's like-
1: that John Laurinaitis hired the wrong one legged wrestler to WWE. <laughs> I swear to God, they it's- hired the wrong one. John, who was the other? Did. One? I don't know, he, he, but it wasn't the it wasn't Zach. And then finally, he got told <laughs> the news that he got the wrong one, and he had to call Zach down, and like, oh my god, we screwed this up, but come on, down, you know, they finally gave him his contract and had him come down to OBW. <laughs>
0: That's, crazy that's insane i mean yeah. it's one of those things i mean and good for him for overcoming adversity and being able yeah. to do that you know and being put in that situation but that just sounds like one of those things i mean it's like when you watch uh beyond the mat at the beginning vince mcmahon's talking to the guy that can puke on command and you're just like wow this is really sort of a shallow f- effed up business you know and you go like ah sure you know but there are limits to what vince McMahon. i mean he's not that much of a carny, right that he's just full on going for but nope one-legged wrestler you yeah know? and yeah. uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's the business they haven't they've shown mild restraint in the year since you know in terms oh, of-
1: bro when they went public they yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't get it uh but you know it keeps us tuning in week after week uh but yeah i, I from what i understand the perception of aj styles as champ has been, it's been doing okay but it's still smackdown though you know versus raw and i, I don't know if you have Do all you- the stories on wrestling inc but they've been doing smackdown shows on mondays like live house shows. And uh, Hmm. attendance of those, as I'm sure you can imagine, is is not that great. Well, they're going against
1: Raw, of course. that's. I mean, why? If I want my wrestling fix, I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw, you know what I mean, versus having to drive three hours because they're somewhat near me. So they're they're gonna get the people within that town and within that city. They're not gonna get the people that normally would drive three to four hours because they can just sit at home and watch Monday night raw, like if they wait a few more hours. Oh
0: yeah. No, when I know it think comes was on at mis- eight o'clock. The miscalculation of the brand split was probably the appetite for doing live you know two competing live events simultaneously. I mean, because those NXT house shows do so well because they're small venues. And they're rare. NXT only right. hits the same areas maybe once a year now still.
1: I don't and- believe they do well on houses, though, do they? Like on an actual house show, like in the middle of bum F Florida? Do they, they don't draw WWE? Much.
0: Um, NXT, I no, mean. NXT. Uh, NXT they no, draw like
1: 300 or 400? No, no.
0: Well, but see, but they're smart because what they'll do is they'll go into a market and they'll go into a venue that only holds oh, yeah. you know, maybe 1,000 people. So it's sold out. But yes. that further increases the buzz. And the next time they come around, you're buying tickets the second they go on sale or the pre-sale because you know it's going to sell out. Yeah. You know, gotcha. it's a different strategy because remember they don't have to split the gate with NXT wrestlers. Gotcha. You know, so it's a totally different strategy. And it's probably also marketing on a huge level because it builds the brand everywhere they go. So, you know, it's uh it's different that way. But no, I mean, look, Raw, you know, the Raw brand has underattended house shows also. I mean, it just it depends on a variety of factors. I think it's just the level of markets and saturation. That you can't hit that many markets doing two house shows multiple times per year and expect the the crowds to sustain you know, gotcha. yeah. But uh, anyhow, man, no, this is good. I know we've had some segues in this episode. That's what Raj gets for missing a week. But uh, Raj and I will be back on uh, Wednesday morning to talk about Smackdown Live for uh, November 8th, 2016. And uh, before we go, Matt, plug your uh, Twitter and Instagram so people can check out uh, your photos of how buff you are now.
1: At BP Matt Morgan BP as in Blueprint at BP Matt Morgan on Instagram and on Twitter. Please, um, what's today Monday? On Wednesday, check out um, www.musclesportmag.com. I'm sorry, They've done a 30 minute feature uh, of all behind the scenes footage of me getting ready for my men's physique show that I just did two weeks ago and got second place. And how
0: oh, awesome!
1: Congrats! Um, thanks, bro. And um, it's really, really well done uh, and very, very cool. I'm very honest. I'm very uh, blunt with everything going on in my mind, every insecurity I have walking into this competition, and uh, me clowning a lot of people at the same time as well. It's pretty funny.
0: Awesome, man. Well, cool. Well, uh, I'll see you back here next Monday to talk about Raw. And until next time, everyone, thanks for checking out the show, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast.